Today we're going to talk about, because it's Yom Ha'atzmut, and because it is a mitzvah in the Torah, we're going to talk about the mitzvah of Yishev Eretz Yisrael. Um, Rav Shechter likes to say over that people used to ask Rav Cook, why is it that you're so obsessed with the mitzvah of, uh, of Yishev Eretz Yisrael, that everything's Eretz Yisrael this, Eretz Yisrael that, you know, why are you always talking about Eretz Yisrael? And Rav Cook responded, uh, I'm not, it's not me. I just develop my personality based on the Torah. So I try to reflect a Torah personality. And the Torah, starting with Parshat Lech Lecha, every single Parshat through the rest of the Chumash, always talks about Eretz Yisrael. So obviously the Torah views Eretz Yisrael as being something very, very central to, uh, to our religion. So that's why uh, I talk about Eretz Yisrael so much, argued, answered Rav Kook. And uh, obviously it's, it's a very bad thing uh, in certain circles where Eretz Yisrael, because of all the discussions about Zionism and what it means and what Medinat Yisrael means, so people in certain circles just shy away from any discussion about Eretz Yisrael, and Kuli Amalopligi, that Eretz Yisrael is a very, very major component of, of our religion. Now, the, the Chumash in Sefer Bamidbar, Perik Lamed Gimel, Pasuk Nun Gimel, uh, t- talks about, tells us that when the Jewish people go into Eretz Canaan, HaKadosh Baruch Hu commanded, that you should yarsh in the land, you should dwell in the land. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I have, given it, uh, I have given it to you to Yarshin. And the Ramban, right there on the spot, says, obviously the Torah is trying to give us a, a, a chiv daraisa, mitzvah daraisa, to live in Eretz Yisrael. And if the Jewish people want to conquer some other land and make that their homeland, that would be a bit say of the mitzvah of Yishev Eretz Yisrael. The mitzvah is to go and conquer Dafka Eretz Yisrael. It is a Ksubis Indian, Ksubis Daf Kuf Yud. Uh, the Gemara discusses in the last couple of blood in the Masechta the importance of living in Eretz Yisrael and that a person has to make every effort to live in Eretz Yisrael. And even if you're going to live in Eretz Yisrael in a less religious neighborhood, in a neighborhood of non-Jews, better to live in Eretz Yisrael in a neighborhood of non-Jews than to live in Chutz Laaretz, even if you're living in a mostly Jewish city, uh, and all these discussions about issues when the husband and wife can't agree whether to make Aliyah or not. But the bottom line, the whole premise of the discussion seems to be that it is a great mitzvah to live in Eretz Yisrael. The, the one major Rishon who uh, there's, promotes a lot of, the, causes a lot of discussion is the Rambam. The Rambam does not list the mitzvah of Yishev Eretz Yisrael amongst the 613 mitzvahs in his Minyan mitzvahs. Now the Ramban, obviously, in mitzvahs to say Dalid, in his Hasagos to the Sefer mitzvah, ha, uh, Sefer mitzvah, says that the Ramban forgot this one. And he quotes, when, again, the way the Ramban's style is, whenever the Ramban thinks the Ramban made a mistake, he doesn't think the Rambam is against one Gemara, he thinks the Rambam is against every Gemara. So the Ramban goes, every Gemara, he shakes out every Medrash, every, he says the Rambam is against everything. It's an obvious mitzvah to live in, uh, in Eretz Yisrael, but the Rambam doesn't count it. So why does the Rambam not count it? So there are many, many, many approaches. We'll go through three basic ones. The Megillus Esther uh, was not authored by someone named Esther. The author named it after his, his mother, who died as the book was about to go to print. So it's, he called the, called the Sefer Megillus Esther as a commentary on the Rambam's Sefer Mitzvah. He says the Rambam leaves it out because it's not a mitzvah that's knowing Lidoros. He says that once the base of Mitzvah was destroyed, the mitzvah of Yishver soul no longer applies. And since it's not knowing Lidoros, that's why the Rambam doesn't count it. The clear halachic implication of Megillus Esther and Satmar Rebbe latches on to this Megillus Esther, that this is Torah's Moshe Mizinai, that this is absolutely correct. Satmar Rebbe argues that there's no longer a mitzvah of Yishver Yisrael. And nowadays the mitzvah is Batel. Now a lot of the Akronim have a lot of problem with this Megillus Esther because the Rambam doesn't count those mitzvahs that aren't knowing Glodoros, but he counts mitzvahs that take a break. 
right, that were knowing once, aren't knowing for a period of time, and then are going to be knowing again, right, when Mashiach comes. Now, are you going to argue that when Mashiach comes and the Beis is rebuilt, we're still not going to have a Mitzvah Yishuvah Yisrael? Certainly not. Then we're going to have a Mitzvah Yishuvah Yisrael. So the Eino Noeg Lodoros argument is very, very difficult to, uh, to understand. The Ram himself says in many places that there's an obligation to live in Eretz Yisrael. In Hilchus Malachim, the Ramam writes that it's permissible to dwell anywhere in the entire world with the exception... I'm sorry, the Ram himself does seem to imply in certain places that there's no mitzvah to live in Eretz Yisrael. Because when the Ram talks about the issue to live in Mitzrayim, he says you're allowed to live anywhere, just not Mitzrayim. Right? Which is always the kasha, obviously, as he's writing that from Mitzrayim. Right? You're allowed, to, you're allowed to live anywhere, just not Mitzrayim. So the implication is he doesn't mention in that line that you must live in Eretz Yisrael. He says you're allowed to live anywhere. So Rabbi Bleich pointed out in Contemporary Halachic Problems, Volume 2, that the implication of that line of the Rambam, at least, is like the Megillus Esther, that it doesn't seem that, there's, uh, that there is nowadays a mitzvah to live in Eretz Yisrael. Okay, the Abnei Nezer, however, has a totally different defense of the Rambam. The Abnei Nezer, Yardeh, Chelet Bey, Simen, Tuf, Nun, Dalid, writes that even according to the Rambam, one is Mechuyiv Midoraisa to live in Eretz Yisrael. The fact that the Rambam omits that ob- the obligation of living in Eretz Yisrael is no different than the fact that the Rambam omits the obligation to build an Aron and to build the, uh, the Kaporis on the Aron. Right, which the Ramban also disagrees with. The Ramban says, how could you leave out the mitzvah of building the Aron? Right, but the Rambam leaves it out, the Avnei says, because they're not independent mitzvahs, they're part of a more general mitzvah. So, meaning like the Aron, it's part of the mitzvah of building a Mikdash. So it's not a separate mitzvah of building the Aron. Building a Mikdash from the Aron is where the Kedushas of Mikdash comes from. So obviously you need an Aron in a Mikdash. The, similarly, says the Abnei Mitzvah of Yishver Yisrael is not independent. It's included in the Mitzvah of destroying the seven nations that inhabited Eretz Yisrael. What are you going to destroy them for? Destroy them and then abandon the land and leave it empty? No. The Mitzvah obviously is to knock them out so that you can take it over. So it's all one big Mitzvah. That's how the Abnei says it. The Tashbait in Chela Gimel, Simen, Reish, Peiches, says that the Rambam would require one to live in Eretz Yisrael Bizman Hazeh, and he says he only doesn't count it as a separate mitzvah because it's a mitzvah kolelas. Included in the mitzvah of Yishev Eretz Yisrael are many other mitzvahs. Trumos, maestros, all the mitzvahs are tluyos ba'aretz. So since it's a mitzvah kolelas, it doesn't get counted as a separate mitzvah, even though it is definitely, he says, obligatory to actually do that. So whatever you hold about that, there are definitely advantages to live in Eretz Yisrael, even if you hold that there's no formal mitzvah to live in Eretz Yisrael. The Rambam himself writes that the sins of someone who lives in Eretz Yisrael are automatically nimchal, they're, they're forgiven. You walk for Amos in Eretz Yisrael, it's, you're automatically assured a person should live in Eretz Yisrael, even in a city where <coughs> mostly non-Jews. He quotes all the Gemaras, all the Gemaras at the end of Ksubis. He takes them literally. The Rambam writes in Hilcha Shabbos even, that if you're buying a house from a guy in Eretz Yisrael, you can tell the guy to write a contract on Shabbos. Because the mitzvah of Yishev Eretz Yisrael is going to be docha, the Amir Akum of having the guy write the contract for you. So he holds that that's it. Obviously, he holds that there's some tremendous value in the mitzvah of Yishev Eretz Yisrael. Okay. Um, Rabbi Bleich in that same article says that even if we were to hold that there's no chiv to live in Eretz Yisrael, it still must have uh, tremendous... Uh, Zuchus must be tremendous to live in Eretz Yisrael based on the Gemara in Tainis Tav Yud. Because Gemara in Tainis says that Eretz Yisrael is directly under the Ashkacha of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as opposed to getting the Ashkacha indirectly. So there is some, some tremendous value on, on that level. That's how, uh, that's how the Gemara in Tainis says. 
Um, the uh, I mean, Nezir says Dafka through Malachim other lands get it, and it directly under the Ashkach of the Baruch What's the big issue? So why is it that there's so much controversy about whether we should or shouldn't live in Israel? So the uh, the Satmar Shita is based on the Gemara Ksubis about the Gimel Shavuos. That there are three Shavuos that Kosh Baruch was Mashvi on mankind. One of them is that Klal Yisrael is not supposed to take over the land by force. Right? So that's the Satmar Rebbe's whole Sefer. Two, two of his Svarim are all that I know of are all built on the Gimel Shavuos. It's built on the idea that we're not allowed to take over Eretz Yisrael. Um, so that would be the argument that we can't go in and have a Hakama Samadina and, uh, and live in Eretz Yisrael. Now there are many, many, many rejections to this argument. There is Farim with hundreds of, it's like the, the, it's like the Hanukkah Shaila, you know, the Hanukkah Kashan they say, there's hundreds and hundreds of answers to the question. Um, the Abnezer says that we never find that the Jewish people ever accepted that oath. Plus, it's, it's, uh, it's an Agatha Gemara who says that we're halachically bound by that oath and that we're supposed to take that Gemara of all Gemaras, of all Agarita Gemaras. That's Agarita Gemara that we have to take totally literally. And others say the three oaths all relate to each other. The Gimel Shulos relate to each other. Someone who's chayiv in... Uh, if, if, if the other oaths were kept, then this one would have been kept too. And what were included in the others were that the Umos Olam shouldn't be Meshavid Yisrael Yosem that they shouldn't go too hard on us. Well, the Holocaust was pretty hard. It was pretty, pretty much over the top. And as such, if they broke the oath, the oaths weren't three independent oaths, it was a deal. If they treat you a certain way, you have to treat them a certain way. They broke the deal. That's the uh, Roshach in Big Fat Zone, page 216 in Big Fat Zone, quotes the Stipler that he says, even if retaking Eretz Yisrael was a violation of the Gimel Shavuos. But so what? That, so that was done 62 years ago. Okay, they violated the Gimel Shavuos. It might not have been for us. We still have the tremendous success of living in Eretz Yisrael. So what? So it was a violation of the Gimel Shavuos. It doesn't mean that you're not allowed to be there. It just means that the original Zionists violated the Gimel Shavuos. Even if we assure that, that, were actually, that were actually true. So now that we know how important it is to live in Eretz Yisrael, what's the heter to not live in Eretz Yisrael? Right? So there are several heterim that are quoted by the Poskim. Rav Moshe has a famous shita. Rav Moshe holds that there is such a concept called a mitzvah Kiyumis. A mitzvah that's not a chiyuv to do, it's a mitzvah that you do if you want to do it. And you get credit for doing a mitzvah, but it's not something you're obligated to do. And he wants to tell you that Yishev Eretzel is such a mitzvah. Is it a mitzvah of as Yes. But only a mitzvah Kiyumis, not a mitzvah that everyone is mechiyuv to do. Like uh, many would say matzah in the other days of Pesach when it's not the Seder. Mitzvah Kiyumis, perhaps. Uh, there is a toast in Subhastav Kofyud where Rabbi Chaim Cohen writes that the, since it's so dangerous to get to Eretz Yisrael and life in Eretz Yisrael is no life at all it's impossible to live there uh, so it's best not to live in Eretz Yisrael the Avnei Nezer writing in the 19th century says yeah but nowadays it's a picnic nowadays it's so much better so that whole process doesn't apply if you ever see pictures of what it looked like in the 19th century in Eretz Yisrael it's uh, you know, it's a little bit different than the Nefesh B'Nefesh video. Let's put it that way. And uh, so it's, it's hard to say that the Rabbeinu Chaim Cohen will, will still apply. Shubh says that it's a great thing to live in Eretz Yisrael, but there are sociological factors uh, in terms of who's there, even though the Gemara says better to live in Eretz Yisrael when amongst Rishayim, but if it's going to ruin your own Yiddishkeit, it's one out of the 613 mitzvahs. It's not all of the 613 mitzvahs. And therefore, it's going to ruin your Yiddishkeit because there's no religious community there, so then you shouldn't do it. Again... Uh, that mitzvah just simply isn't true anymore. 
Rav Schechter writes in he wrote in an article in the Journal of Halacha and Contemporary Society many years ago that Talmidei Chachamim and leaders of communities should stay in Chutzlaretz where they have the greatest influence. That if I were to move to Eretz Yisrael, let's say, just take me as an example, I probably would not be able to be uh, saying the base measures level shear plus uh, leading a community or whatever, being a rub of a community and having that type of hashpa. And even if I would be, the hashpa would be minimal. The hash- even if I would have those jobs, the level of hashpa is much greater in Chutz Laaretz. So there are many rabbanim that hold that uh, that if you're going to be able to have a greater influence on Klal Yisrael in Chutz Laaretz, then you should do so. But either way, whatever the Heterim are, and obviously Rabbi Kamenetsky spoke about this, uh, we have to be aware that living in Eretz Yisrael is an ideal. And as Rabbi Kamenetsky said, that's the default position. We need a reason not to, not a reason to. We need a reason not to live in Eretz Yisrael. And uh, that, that Eretz Yisrael plays a primary role in Yahadus uh, through and through, throughout the entire Chumash. And uh, it's a tremendous zuchus to be able to live in Eretz Yisrael and something that should be a goal on some level for, for all of us. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground cities to local communities cbp agents and officers are keeping people safe join u.s customs and border protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself learn more at cbp.gov careers